Hello, and welcome to This Book is Alive podcast. My name is John Martin, and I want to tell you just all over again, this book is living, breathing, and alive. It has never died. It's not a dead book. It's a living book that still speaks to us today. And today, I feel like the Lord wanted me to share Esther chapter 4 with you. And I want to try to show a perspective through Queen Esther. And it's still going to be from Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, where it says in the Bible, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And I'm going to touch on and I'm going to come from that perspective that from from the perspective of Esther as she is in made in the image of God and what she had to do with that image. So let's begin in Esther chapter 4. Now Esther chapter 4 happens right after Haman had to issue decree that all the Jews will be killed on a certain day a month. And I'm going to start at the beginning where the two main focus in this chapter will be Mordecai, who is Esther's uncle who raised her, and then Queen Esther. So Esther chapter 4 verse 1 from New King James Version. When Mordecai learned all that had happened, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out into the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went as far as the front of the king's gate, for no one might enter the king's gate close with sackcloth. And in every province where the king's command and decree arrived, there was great mourning among the Jews, with fasting, weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her, and the queen was deeply distressed. Then she sent garments to clothe Mordecai and take his sackcloth away from him, but he would not accept them. You know, that's really commendable of Esther, that she actually, even though she's in the queen's palace, she still looked out for her uncle Mordecai. But let's go on here. Verse 5. Then Esther called Pekah, one of the king's eunuchs, whom he had appointed to attend her, and she gave him a command concerning Mordecai to learn what and why this was. Now pay attention. So Hatak went out to Mordecai in the city square that was in front of the king's gate. And Mordecai told him all that had happened to him and the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay into the king's treasury to destroy the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for their destruction, which was given at Shushan. They might show it to Esther and explain it to her, and that he might command her to go in to the king to make vocation to him and plead before him for her people. So Hatak returned and told Esther the words of Mordecai. So just imagine this distress that would tear, tear up all these Jews all over the place. And then Mordecai, it's just all torn up about. I mean, this is a very distressing thing. I mean, just all of a sudden now, everyone in your own ethnic group is to be wiped out. I mean, that's horrifying. 
but Esther didn't know about it. And who does Mordecai say? He sends word to Esther saying, you got to talk to the king. You got to talk to the king. And why is that so important? She is in a very high place where she can go to the king and plead for her people. And the king didn't know she's a Jew, so she'll be literally saying, I am a Jew too, under this decree. But listen what Esther said. Then Esther spoke to Hatak and gave him command to, for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself had not been called in to the king these thirty days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. So Esther is in predicament. She needs to go, she needs to plead to the king to save her people, but Persia, the kingdom of Persia's decree was anyone who goes in was not invited is killed. Even a woman. And that included her. And yet she is the queen of Persia, but she had to make a horrible confession. I haven't been summoned by the king in 30 days. I mean, that had to have been really distressing to her. Like, am I in favor with the king? Does the king even take pleasure in me now? She's in a position, a very shaky position. But look what Mordecai said. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther, verse 13. Do not think in your heart that you will escape to the, in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arrive for you from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to this kingdom for such a time as this. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? But let's let's see from this living book principles here. Many a times we are faced, maybe some big, sometimes small. Where we got to step out of our comfort zone to deal with them. But here's the thing. We can get very comfortable where we're at. I mean, it had been very tempting to eat Esther. To just stay in the king's palace and she'd be kept safe. And And obviously, it was... I mean, who would not think that would be a very safe place but being in the king's palace? But here's the thing I noticed. How many times have we played safe? And maybe we were kept safe. But yet we had to pay for it later. And literally it became a stain to where it's like we wish we had done something different instead of saying safe. We're all. Even though we're made in the image of God. There's times where it's like we're going to have to step out of our comfort zone to choose make a decision. Do we choose to be played safe and just protect ourselves? Or are you going to have to just step out even though that would be like against what the world says or what people says and you'll have to take a stand thing. 
I am made in the image of God and I cannot stay silent. I can't let this go on. We are always tempted to be silent and stay quiet, but it's like there's times where it's like we got to step out and give an answer. And li- But listen what Esther says here. Then Esther told them to go to to reply to Mordecai. Sorry about that. Go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Either eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My mates and I will fast likewise, and so I'll go to the king, which is against the law. And let me stop right there. Even though when... I mean, listen, here is Esther, a queen. She didn't have she didn't have great muscles or strength. I mean, she's just a queen in a palace. I, I don't know what role she played as a queen in Persia. But she she literally laid it down and said, I'm going, and she just asked, please get all these people to fast and pray for me in three days. Me and my mates will fast and pray. Why? Because she needed to get her eyes focused on her, on the image who she is. The image of God that God made her. And to do that, we have to get, make certain our, our eyes are on his, him. Because he is the example we're supposed to play to the world. And there's time for it. It's like, you got to just fast and pray. Get away for a while and focus on him because he's the living embodiment of what we were created to be. You know, show God's love, show his power to the world, show his mercy to the world, show his policies to the world principles. And there's just time where it's like you guys got focus on him before you did anything. But listen to the end of this verse on chapter verse 16 of chapter 4. And if I perish, I perish. That's probably maybe the most popular words that Esther ever said. And you know what? We gotta make a decision. Are you willing to perish what the world says or thinks about you or giving to you to, to actually follow the Lord's will? Are you willing to perish to the to the world to live out God's image? Or are you, will, or are you willing to perish to God's image to live in harmony with the world? And you know what Esther just did? She just said, oh, if I perish, I perish. She just literally laid down her crown, her dignity, and her prestige as a queen to actually step forward to the king who might kill her or might let her live just to do God's will in saving the people of the Lord who follows his word. That was a very, has to be a very hard decision because we all live that. Maybe we're not facing death, but maybe we're facing shame, ridicule, dishonor, wealth, something to keep us from following God's image in the, that the Lord wants to portray in this world. And we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to perish to the world to follow God? Or are we willing to perish to God's image that he prayed us to be the fall of the world who dictates your 
who will willingly dictate your life and decide what value you are. So let me pray for you right now from Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 17. May God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the seeing greatness of his power toward us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that name, not, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come.